What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of After the Game, a conversation with me and my dad, where we talk about the post-jazz game. And my name is Spencer. And this is the dad, Barry, on another night in another episode of After the Game, where the Jazz lose a heartbreaker at home. The second game of a six-home game stand against, tonight, the San Antonio Spurs, who are 25th out of 30 teams in the NBA. They come into Utah and beat the Utah Jazz 128-126. Jazz had a chance to win it on a last-second shot, but it didn't even have a chance to go in after Mitchell got blocked. Probably shouldn't have been in this situation, but what do you think, Spence, about this loss? Yeah, before I forget, I just wanted to give a quick my quick take on the last shot, and I don't really know where I'm going with it. I just kind of wanted to talk about it. So there's two seconds left. They ran kind of a couple of screens where Mitchell started from, like, the paint underneath the hoop and ran up for – him to get the ball and shoot it the problem is where Bogdanovich passed it in with two seconds left I think Ingles Ingles passed it in Bogdanovich was in the corners yeah Yeah, Ingles passed it in my bad with two seconds left to where Donovan was situated on the court he was right next to Ingles man who was guarding the inbound pass so then it was an instant double team with two seconds left and you can't really pass out with two seconds left because that takes up so he had to do like this weird fading prayer shot it's got blocked so i don't know what the deal is with that it should have been a play run for either bogdanovich or even up for someone to for gobert to roll over or something i don't know i'm glad Russell took the shot though it just seemed kind of dumb that he got open but where he got open was in a place where he could quickly get double teamed with two seconds left i have to agree with you on that um wrong place to catch that ball and Ingles probably shouldn't have thrown it so you got to kind of put the blame on a couple of players here. If you go back in time, one of the big buzzer beaters that we've had over the last couple of years was Bogdanovich hitting a three against the Bucks, right? So, and I think he did it twice in a very short amount of time. And then he did it against uh, the Houston Rockets. This might've been in 2019, but Bogdanovich is one who you don't think is going to take the shot. And quite possibly in this instance, would have been the better one to take it. I get you want to put the ball in your superstar's hands, so I'm, I'm not totally agitated about this. But, you know, you lose, you second guess. The game was not lost in my mind on that second, on that last second shot. The game was lost in about a two-minute period where Quinn decided to stay small and leave Rudy Gay in the game. I'm a Rudy Gay fan, but tonight was not his night. He sat both Whiteside and Gobert for about two minutes in between the seven-minute mark and the five-minute mark of the fourth quarter. And in that amount of time, while we might not have been outscored, the momentum really got lost and the Spurs got rolling. For sure. There was a couple of questionable play calls and or attitude from Quinn. It, he did – so Mitchell came in with eight minutes left – it was 106 to 105 or something. And then, as you could tell, the score, we lost by two. But Mitchell came out again for a little bit, and it just seemed like the Mitchell was going in and out. Maybe he just wasn't feeling good. I don't know. Yeah, he, he left the bench, so he went back to the locker room. I think we're going to hear that he had a stomach flu or maybe his ankle wasn't right. You know, he actually came back. He didn't look too hobbled. He, hit, he, hit a, he made a three-point play on a – on a layup, a um, little bit of a side note for all you listeners here. 
I'm trying to figure out if I like Holly Rowe. I've liked her over the years on ESPN and her sideline reporting. But in my mind, that's her job is to go figure out why Donovan's going back and forth the locker room. It didn't just happen once tonight. It happened on a little stint in the first quarter. So there was something going on there in my mind. And maybe Holly Rowe is not a sideline supporter. Maybe she's the third spot on the uh, Utah Jazz broadcast. But somebody's got to be able to go and say, this is why Donovan went back to the locker room. But uh, we don't maybe know. The Omicron variant, they just don't want to say it yet. Listen, everyone's testing positive in the world of sports right now. It's causing problems and wreaking havoc in the NFL. It's going through the NBA. Um, A lot of players have been sitting. Why? why, Okay, so we're all vaccinated. So why? So why are we doing reacting the same way a year and a half later? I don't know. It's weird. Definitely an interesting time, and it definitely makes things because there's been a couple stars that have sat out because of the variant lately, and and I don't know it. Quite a, quite a few players are, I don't know quite a few, but I mean quite a few players are going into the COVID protocol, and it's going to bite teams as we go down the stretch here. We guess it's coming the back. NBA has to the NBA has to review their plan on this one, you know. And these are guys who are like saying, I, I don't know if they're not told to say it, but you're not hearing guys saying, "Man, I felt sick," or. I really, it helped to miss those games. Guys are just like saying nothing. I don't even know if they have any symptoms. So just strange times. I don't know what was wrong with Mitchell tonight. We'll find out. But the minutes that he missed were crucial. It's not his fault. You know, we should have done a better job at the Spurs. Spurs were the better team tonight. They hit a lot of great. They took over 100 shots tonight. It was amazing. Well, it's interesting because they average 108 or 107 points a night. And they're one of the bottom four, bottom three teams in the league so they only average 107 which typically isn't enough to win games and then they put up 128 so something was going on there where they didn't miss shots they actually shot better than we did th- from three point i think they were they yeah, shot that was weird when is the last time somebody took more three pointers and shot better than the utah jazz that would be a stat to go find out yeah so kind of disappointing the jazz seemed to be playing well one of those games were like why aren't we winning we were up by 17 at one point and it was reverse what usually happens because usually the third quarter is where we make our stand and we kind of either come back and take the lead or we distance ourselves because we're a good third quarter team, but that's where we lost. I think we, we lost the quarter by around 20 points. Yeah. You, you make a great point. I, I think I might've commented, but I don't know the exact stats, but we are the best third quarter team in the league. And we got outscored by 18 points, 41 to 23 in the third. The actual first few minutes of that third, I felt like, okay, we're going to run away with this. I think we were up by 17 late in the second. Um, Then we kind of got up, I think by 15 early in the third. And it seemed like we would sustain it, but the Spurs have athletes, man. They just have, some yep. great athletes, um, guys you've never even heard of. Vassal came in and played well. Um, Lonnie Walker, the fourth, came in and played well. They clearly have a great guy in Joante Murray who played well. Um, White was off the charts tonight, but they just had two or three really good athletes, Keldon Johnson, and it hurt the Jazz. We just could not stop them. Usually Rudy's able to hurt people. Um, in the paint, but who was it that hit that shot tonight? That was amazing near the end for the Spurs. We were up one lot of momentum 
drove against Rudy. And how many times has Rudy just swat that away? And the dude put it in the hoop. It was a great shot. Well, it was a great defense too. I mean, obviously if it was better defense, he would have missed, but I don't think Rudy could have done much better. It was just a surprise shot that went in. And that was kind of the theme of tonight is they didn't seem to be missing and they seem to be making their shots. One of those things where you you're in the so-called zone and you know, you're going to make a shot no matter how crazy it is. They had six players or seven players shoot score over 12 or over 10 points. And the, like you said it best, this is a team of athletes and they had nothing to lose tonight. They were, they're in the bottom half of or the, almost the bottom five of the, uh, yeah, the 20, 2015 league. We've now lost to the 25th team in the league, the 27th team and in the Pelicans and the 29th team in Orlando. Listen, we're going to lose. We, we're not going to win every game. We played well last season, had the best record in the league and look where it got us. So I'm not concerned. But man, when you're losing on your home floor to the Pelicans and the Spurs, these are games you got to win because there's going to be nights when you're going to face the Warriors, the Suns, you know, the Nets on your home floor. And those are games you now have to go win because you're losing some of these other ones. Yeah. So Murray had a triple double, which is kind of rare and kind of cool to see 16 points, 11 rebounds. And I think he's had four this season. I think that's his fifth, quite, quite frankly. He's oh, really? just a great athlete. Wow. Yeah, so they had some other just random players that scored quite a bit. And, again, they only averaged 107, and they put up 128. I mean, we averaged, like, 117, and we put up 126. But still, they definitely came in. The Jazz might have seemed a little too relaxed. One of those games where we just almost fall asleep. seemed like we had it under control when Mitchell came back in in the fourth, but he missed a layup that could have put them away, and it gave them the opportunity to take the lead. And – shouldn't be in that situation against a team like this, but Spurs has played really well. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess these are common minutes tonight. Mitchell played 30 minutes. I, I think he generally averages more minutes than that. Uh, you know, I can't find the exact minutes, but we know he missed, missed a couple of stints. He, uh, talking about minutes, which I'm doing here, Kevin Durant's averaging like 37 or 38 and people are going, what's well, way too much. He's going to, run out of gas near the end of the season. He might, but man, our guys, you know, Bogdanovich played 28 minutes tonight. A lot of minutes are going to Rudy Gay. And this is not a podcast that's going to slander Rudy Gay because Love him. it was a good pickup for the off season. But when you're having a night like you had tonight, mm. it's, it's not a bad stat night, but he only took three shots. He had four points, four rebounds. He's taking, he's getting 20 minutes. And um, he's got to come up scoring more in those 20 minutes. And, and yet he only had three shots. So he, if you remember, we had Jeff Green, what, three years ago? I don't know if anybody remembers. No. And we, we traded him early in the season. And I think that's when we brought Clarkson in. I can't remember. But, but I'm worried that the Rudy Gay situation, I hope, could manifest itself into the Jeff Green situation where you have a veteran who's come in, who's expecting to play and he's getting his minutes, but we're not running a lot of plays for Rudy Gay and we're not going to him that often. I don't know what you think. Well, I, I think he's had a great season with us so far, which is why I was excited for him to play tonight, especially since he, um, the Spurs don't have a huge lineup. They're a little bit smaller, a little bit more agile players. 
And Rudy Gay is agile and quick, and he's a veteran, and he's but he's also six eight. So I thought, okay, he's going to be a little bit taller. He's he has been athletic throughout his career. Maybe he's losing it a little bit just because of age, but he's at least a big body, and he can and he's still quick. So I was like, he'll do well tonight. He averages about ten points for us, but he only scored four, and and you can see the frustration with him, and that kind of takes away from other players that are in. Clarkson usually has a really good game against the Spurs. He had 30 points once one time against them, but mm-hmm. it seemed like when Gay was in, it kind of took from Clarkson, kind of took from Whiteside, and it just wasn't happening. And so when you just when you're Quinn Snyder and you're putting in all this trust in the in your plan that half that you made at the beginning of the of the game, it it kind of doesn't let you adapt enough to let other players that need the ball in their hands more do better, and then the ones that are struggling to sit a little bit. That, that's, that's my problem with, with Quinn is he, he's very good coach, but sometimes he makes decisions and just wants to make them happen and let them ride out, which sometimes isn't the best idea. You can see it tonight with Rudy Gay. Yeah. It's a little strange. I know we've, I've commented with you during games where, gosh, I wish Quinn would maybe go with the flow a little bit and not be so regimented. And tonight he kind of went with the flow and went with a small lineup and it cost him. Um, you know, our podcasts usually are about the games and I'm going to the dark side a little bit tonight. I have to say Joe Ingles minutes of which there were 26, uh, 26 minutes tonight, 25 minutes, six points, two rebounds, four assists. It's a Joe Ingles stat line, five points, two rebounds, four assists, but he had four turnovers and he, he looked every bit his age tonight. And I, I don't know, we just didn't get production from those two, Ingles and Gay. We needed another two to four points from each of them tonight. And uh, their defense wasn't good when it generally is. So I know it's hard to pick apart a loss like this. The Spurs just shot lights out. They just played really well yeah. and beat us. And we went on an eight-game winning streak, so we we are a winning team, and, and so that's why it feels weird when we lose, especially to a Spurs team. Well, the Spurs played really well. They scored. They didn't miss shots. Their percentages were higher than ours, so statistics play out. And since they – I think they are making shots. You can kind of see when the camera flipped to them after they made a shot that they were smiling as if, like, oh, I'm not missing tonight. They mm-hmm. knew this wasn't a night that they normally put up, and they were just happy to keep that going. Um, the Jazz did go on the eight-game winning streak, so – I mean, we don't like losing, but you got to lose at some point sometimes. And, and that's, that's that. So yeah. Talking about winning and losing as you go around the league tonight, the Pelicans in new Orleans beat the bucks. So the bucks losing overtime to the Pelicans. So good teams can lose to bad teams. I got to remind myself of that. Warriors going to Boston and win. They're now 24 and five. The Warriors are incredible. Yeah. What a season they're having. And it just scares the whatever out of me if clay thompson comes back the nuggets go into atlanta and win they're 15 and 14 kind of a kind of a team that you just don't know where they're going to end up they could be scary in the playoffs the heat beat the magic in orlando uh the grizzlies are in sacramento they're winning and having a really nice season the the play trailblazers look like they're going to win tonight at home against the hornets and the one that is on espn i think tonight the Lakers are losing in the third to the Timberwolves uh, in Minnesota. And we know the Timberwolves are good, but again, the Lakers are just kind of, yeah. kind of a 
start, 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 stop, start, stop type team. So it's all interesting. Yeah. I have three um, topics that I will go through and I want to hear your take on each one. And I'm just going to say what, what, a, what the topic is. And then you just give me a quick little idea of what it, your quick intake. So I guess I'll just start with the Lakers really quick. Isaiah Thomas. I mean, interesting pickup. Again, you just add another veteran to that team. I don't, he's actually been on some teams the last few years and hasn't even got in games. So I don't know if I fully understand it. Um, I think, I think this is like putting a band together that of, of friends that just want to be together. And uh, you got to think Lebr LeBron James is controlling some of this. Um, I don't think he adds any great value to that team. Maybe he goes out and gets them a win and that's all they want. Maybe there's a last second heroic where he does something great, but what does this say about Westbrook? Right. I mean, you're going to put in Isaiah Thomas for Westbrook now. Lakers, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Lakers are in a slump and Isaiah Thomas deserves to be in the NBA. He dropped 42 points in his G league debut. Clearly he's a great player and just needs a chance. Sometimes I think he'll help them. Maybe the morale off the bench will pick, he'll pick them up and then he will also have a little bit of impact on, the slump, fresh legs coming in, somebody that wants it. If he gets his chance, then he could definitely give the Spurs a little bit more energy when they're going through just ups and downs this season. So currently they're losing 61 to 55. Isaiah Thomas has played seven minutes tonight. And you're right. He had seven points in his seven minutes, which is pretty impressive. So he's already got his feet wet and um, has played for the Lakers, but they are losing. Great. So topic number two, Danny Ainge. Uh, interesting to me. Um, even though I've been around as long as Danny has, and I have some good friends that are Danny's friends, it's an interesting thing to me. I, I don't know if I fully understand it. Um, Ainge did assemble a championship team in Boston. He did assemble a team that went to the NBA finals a couple of times and has drafted fairly well with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. I don't know how he helps his team. I, I think Justin Zanuck's a great GM. I think, I think Quinn Snyder's been in the league long enough to know what type of players he wants. I don't know what Danny Ainge does or what he adds. He's kind of the wild, wild West with him on trading guys and getting guys. What do you think? I don't know him too well. I just know that he's a big name in the NBA you talk about assemble, you talk about trades. Do you think this is a, um, obviously I think it's going to have a positive impact. Is this something that you see for Ingles to get traded for Bogdanovich to even get traded or Royce? I just don't know what you, I, I think about this a lot. I just don't know what you go get. You also have to think about, <laughs> you have to think about chemistry. Yeah. I like them. Ingles. is a well-liked it's his last year of his contract. It is a tradable contract. But is that the guy you want leaving the locker room? You know, he's very well liked. Um, can you package Azubuki? I mean, what, what can you really go get with that? Is there really a player you want to put on this floor right now? You, you know, you, you've invested in eight, nine deep that you feel like can go and win you a championship. Maybe, but um, I've seen Danny Age make moves where you think it's going to be big and it's not. So got to be very careful. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> I definitely think that it'll be good for him to be in, in, in league. I mean, in, with the jazz kind of gives us a little bit more credibility. Um, 
third topic, final topic, and I hear you coughing over there. So with COVID and everything going on, what is your thought on Kyrie Irving? I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he's going to get back on the floor. I'm happy that his owner and his coaches and his teammates want him to come and play, even though it will be part-time only when they're traveling outside of New York and Brooklyn. Um, it's the right thing to do. Uh, this guy's, you know, said what he feels. I don't think he should be punished for what he's saying. Um, I think it's very evident in this world right now that vaccinations are not necessarily preventing people from getting ill. So we have to look at this a little differently now, right? Is he such a bad guy for not getting the, the vaccine when is everybody else good, but they're still testing positive. I mean, there's just still a lot of unknown here and maybe it's time to say enough is enough and let him back. I, I think it will make the nets better. I don't necessarily agree with a lot of the commentators that are saying, Oh, he'll get back with the team. He'll, travel with his buddies, his buddies will love him. And he'll go, I've missed this so much. I'm going to get vaccinated. I'm so sick of this being you're right. And I'm wrong on the vaccine. It's, it's not even about health anymore. So uh, it's, it's not right. Uh, he should play every game. And I'm, I'm glad he's getting a chance to play. He'll make the, he'll make the nets better. Um, even if it is 50% of the time. He thinks he, he'll make the nets better because the nets are good. And he has, I mean, maybe he's, he's definitely been on top of his game, but you know, I don't know. I mean, listen, they didn't go very far last year. What did I say? They didn't win the playoffs last year in that second round. And he was injured. There wasn't anything about COVID. And he, he lost, they lost. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you think there'll be a better team or will this disrupt chemistry? Um, will it be kind of start, stop, start, stop? Well, first of all, the, any team that has Kevin Durant is a great team. So that's nothing to worry about. Harden is also playing extremely well. I think he's in the top two, top even number one or top three at least in almost every category or statistic. Um, with that said, Kyrie coming in could take away from them, but I don't think he's going to come in and try to take over. He he knows how to win, and that's his number one priority. So I think keep adding talent to team, they should keep getting better. So shouldn't shouldn't really be a big problem if he starts playing again and who knows maybe he'll just have limited minutes and he'll work his way up but he wants to play and if he wants to play then he wants to win yeah and he's a he's got probably the best handles ever um isaiah thomas was good the original isaiah thomas uh you've had a lot of great point guards but when you watch Kyrie with the ball he's a he's a magician and let's see you know listen there's issues with with Kyrie when there is no COVID involved, right? He's just been a little off at times. You wonder if he comes back and stays sane and does what he's supposed to do in the games that he does play. I, I listen, I don't think it's a bad thing for the Nets. I think that they can they can go win. Those are three really good questions. I should have some questions for you. Here's one. Should the Jazz make a trade in February? Uh, should they make a trade? I don't think so. Could they? Maybe. I can I I could see it going either way. I think we're we're just running it with this team, and I like that we have the depth, we have the the team, we have the chemistry, and I think the staff and the management have said, "Listen, you guys are it. Let's do it." Does that mean that we just stick with Ingles? I think so. I I don't see 
us getting rid of anybody or taking anybody in. I think everybody just likes where we're at. And if we can win games, we'll be good. And where we are now at 20 and eight, as we go through, I guess we're at least a, maybe we're approaching a third of the season now. When we faced, when we face eventually Golden State, Brooklyn, and the Suns, how do you think we'll do? That's a good question. We've seen to play well against the Warriors. Um, I think last year we were like one of the only teams to do something against the Warriors, or I don't know. There was like some weird statistic where the Jazz were the only team that played well against the Warriors. So I think we do okay against the Warriors. Um, so I, we'll do uh, we'll do all right. But Steph Curry is shooting at a crazy rate. I I trust Royce on him just because of whatever the stat was last year. I just can't remember what it was. I think Royce had something to do with it. I don't know if you remember it, but we'll be all right with the Warriors. And I can see us, depending on our kind of mindset, I can see us doing all right with, with the Suns. It's just going to be the Nets that I don't think we'll get a win against. Wow. I would have said we beat the Nets, but we lose to the Warriors and the Suns. So I'm the complete opposite i i'm buying what you're selling it's just interesting that the two best teams in the league you think that we can beat them i think the only way to beat golden state the only way to beat them is you absolutely double team steph curry the minute he gets the ball i would let draymond green score 20 i'd let andrew wiggins score 40 i'd let jordan Poole score 50 i would not let steph see the other side of the court the minute he got it i'd double team that's what i so, and maybe, th- maybe everybody is trying that, but, you know, I just think that that's the way that it goes. We do not, it's crazy. We don't play either one of these teams. Um, on New Year's Day, we play the Golden State Warriors at home. Huh. Is that right? <laughs> so that's yeah, the first time. We played them really well last year. If I, remember, I remember we lost to them and it was dumb, but. I think we played them well. I don't know. Um, I did see that Anthony Davis went down with an ankle injury tonight. For the Lakers? Yeah. Guy's so – he's so injury prone. Well, he's huge. I mean, he is a great athletic big. Is he 75th anniversary team? Probably is. I would question that. But he's really, really good, and I wouldn't mind having him on my team. But he – when was the when was the first and last time he played 82 games in a season? Yeah, it seems like being healthy is the key to winning championships. But I don't know. Sure helped the, sure help the Lakers to have a three-month pandemic and then go into the bubble. I mean, that they were champions. I would have taken the championship. But, man, that, that made them healthy, that's for sure. Yeah, the Lakers are just a, like a soap opera. There's just so much going on there. They just have every character imaginable. So it's a good season, though. Sad night for the Jazz. I really thought we were going to win this one. I even sent a text saying that once the eight-minute mark came along in the fourth quarter, Mitchell would come in and we'd win. It seemed like I was almost right, but missed the shot. So, Yeah, I mean, you've been watching this really closely as to when Mitchell reenters the game and you've, you've hit it in this streak that once he gets in and we're ahead, we maintain and increase the lead. Or if it's close, we increase the lead. 
And tonight we thought it might happen again. And it just didn't. I mean, the Spurs just hit shots. I, you know, they got into the paint and they were athletically better than us once they got into the paint. Yeah. But we go tomorrow. So back to back, maybe, maybe Conley will play, but maybe not. And we play the uh, Washington wizards is that that's home. So, right. You're exactly right. We're on this six we game homestand. We just beat them at their court. So hopefully we can beat them again. Right. Just going back to Anthony Davis games played in his career. <laughs> never played 82 games. There you go. Played 75 games twice. Okay. But I just think if you got to be a superstar, it goes back to the old days of, I mean, John Stockton, like 17 years, missed 12 games and he tore his ACL one season in the summer. I mean, come on, man. I mean, Carl Malone hardly missed Carl Malone missed 20 games and he tore his ACL. This guy misses like a thousand games and he tweaks his ankle. So I don't know. I don't, everybody's different. Well, everybody's different, but I still think the tough guys should get the awards. Okay. Um, we didn't play Washington. I'm a little salty tonight. This is like a little yeah. salty tonight. It's because you keep coughing. Um, a little salty. We were playing Kuzma. I, I, I think so Kuzma much tonight. for vaccinations. Holy cow. Go ahead. Are we playing Kuzma? Is Kuzma going to be playing tomorrow? On the- I don't know. He could be in COVID protocol. He was last time we were in Washington. Wouldn't surprise me. I think that we are playing. He had a last second shot, I think, the other night against, I don't know, against Minnesota or somebody. So I think he's playing. Cool. Well, I don't know. Everybody's in COVID protocol nowadays. Maybe he'll play. We'll I thought COVID was COVID-19. What are we doing in 2021? Omicron? 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 What is it? I don't know. Delta, United Airlines. What is it? Delta. The, Emirates Airlines virus? I think it's Greece, Greek. <laughs> um, See what happens when we lose? I don't like losing. It's, well, it's, late. it's late for you too, so I should probably let you go. You're gonna... always late. It's always late. Like the Jazz play at like one in the morning for me. Yeah, I don't know. I I even get tired at like this, the eight o'clock games here. A lot yeah. goes online reads. Are you soft like Anthony Davis? You get tired and it's still early in Utah. Yeah, but it's dark. Uh, I don't know. These are long days, by the way. The 18th, we're getting close to the darkest day of the year, which is 21st. When is that? 21st? Only three days away from it? Well, it's it's the 18th for me now. Funny. Okay, well, I'll let you go. Enjoy your 18th. I I will. So go Jazz tomorrow night. Gotta we gotta get back on the winning track. Okay. Because the I think the Grizzlies are right behind us, aren't they? couple games yeah okay. all right bye thanks Spencer bye